Here I am at the beginning of series 11. After a miserable break, longer I think than most in the history of this podcast. And that's been for a number of reasons that I won't bore you with. But what I'd like to do now is to come back to the topic of series 8 with the notional title Unmaking Sense of AI but in particular Unmaking Sense of AI with reference to the way it really works and I did talk quite a lot about this at the beginning of series 8 but that's now a long time ago but if you're interested in what I thought a few months back Series 8 is to be recommended. It's 100 episodes, and some of the things are not quite right, but then that's the risk of doing podcasts on topics because you're interested in them rather than because you're an expert. And so this is, I feel like I'm going to call it Series 11, Episode 0, really, because I'm not going to say very much about the substance of the series, 11 or 12 episodes of which I've already recorded but not published, because I just wanted to say something about the background. Now the first thing is, I'm recording this on the, what is it, the 6th of November 2023. Last week we had the hastily convened Bletchley Conference that Rishi Sunak called to talk about AI and the responsibilities of governments and the dangers of AI and what we all need to do to try and keep it safe so that we can benefit from its advantages but not be destroyed by its dangers. And that appears to have gone quite well. There's a moderately interesting conversation between Rishi Sunak and Elon Musk, which you can find online, most of which I think is unexceptionable and indeed correct. I think Elon Musk is crazily wrong about the notion that you could have a world economy in which everybody enjoyed a high income, because by definition a high income ceases to be high if everybody's got it, and because people's expectations rise. motorbike as you can probably hear. I'm not on my usual walk because a local farmer has thoughtfully ploughed up part of it and made it virtually impossible to cross as a result of harvesting his potatoes. So now I'm on the main road as you can probably hear. So there was Bletchley last week and then later on in the week after having got to grips for several weeks with the Llama implementation of large language models that we owe to the Facebook Meta group. Llama is now in its second phase and it thinks it's a challenger to the GPTs produced by OpenAI. I'm not sure it really lives up to that but it's very interesting and of course it's open source and it's free. So I learnt about that a few weeks back and got to grips with that fairly successfully, at least insofar as I can make it run and I can do things with it. And then I think it was last Thursday, I discovered that somebody had done a video equivalent. No, no, I beg your pardon. 
correct myself, a, an image equivalent, so you could give the program a, a picture, a photograph, well anything visual, and it would give you a description of it. So I made that work and had an interesting time with that for a, a few hours. And then I discovered that there is another version that operates with video, so you can dance around in front of your laptop's uh, camera and it will describe what you're doing. So that was all in the course of two or three days. And then just this morning, isn't traffic abominable? Just this morning, I discovered that there are also, there is also a, a version of the video thing that allows you to talk to it using Whisper as well. So it's been four or five days of very rapid change. Uh, and as a result, I thought, well, the, things are changing very fast. I should restart the podcast and although I'm going to be talking quite a lot about mathematics I think what I should really say is that mathematics the mathematics that you need in order to do AI even in order to understand AI isn't that advanced it's roughly at the level that you would expect a decent school pupil to reach by the time they were leaving school Having said that, the mathematics that you need in order to justify, prove some of the results, some of the methods that are used, are a rather different matter. And they do require some pretty advanced mathematics, and I'm not going to be talking about the justifications very much. Instead, I want to talk about how AI is actually done, and one hopes cast some light upon it, and in the process of casting light, I think also unmake the sense that we have of it. Now, I'm conscious that I may simultaneously unmake some of the sense that we have of our own intelligence, because as I said right at the beginning of Series 8, one of the enormous challenges that AI presents us with isn't that we say to ourselves, well, if that's all AI is doing, it's not really intelligent, is it? And then we find that what that really implies is that that's all AI is doing might be all that we're doing. And that therefore, we're not so intelligent either. That is at least a thought, as you might say. So the series will begin... Uh, with episode one, not including this one. And episode one, I will deal, or start to deal, under the general heading of what comes next, with what I take to be the absolutely central process that AI addresses, and to a very large extent solves, namely, if somebody gives you a sentence, or even a sequence of numbers, how do you decide what comes next? Because that's what we're doing all the time. We are in a certain stage in our lives. We may be in a good or a bad state of mind. We may be in a good or bad situation physically, in health or environmental terms. And yet, nevertheless, we need to solve the question or solve, answer the question of what comes next. And what comes next is therefore 
fairly central to the whole human enterprise and by implication it is central to the AI enterprise and we're both solving essentially the same question or the same problem and answering the same question what comes next and human beings employ all kinds of techniques which they sometimes think they understand better than they do and AI employs essentially one technique nowadays because it's moved into such a monolithic position that there's really only one horse in town although there are very many ways in which that horse is trained and directed and made to do our bidding to the literally question might we find one day that the AI has become so intelligent that we end up doing its bidding I think only if we are foolish enough or one could alternatively be wise enough to let that happen because there isn't any any doubt that AI will be more intelligent than we are it already knows more than we do it can already code faster than we can code it can summarize faster and to some extent better than we can summarize it can write better than we can write in fact one of the more amusing things that Elon Musk said but I'm afraid all too true is that one of the problem one of the ways that you tell genuine human activity from fraudulent activity simulated on a chatbot is that the human activity will be full of grammatical and spelling mistakes whereas the chatbot's work probably won't be well there we are i thank you for joining me for series 11 i look forward to your company over the coming days.